Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. All right. Well, Jimmy, here we are. Passion hey. and Purpose podcast. Welcome Come back on. from spring break. And welcome back from spring break to you, too. Thank you. And, jo- and Jordan, who is behind <laughs> over camera. here. Yes. Uh, you know, we've all been at different places, uh, sharing the gospel, just trying to serve and love people Yeah. Um, uh, in this nation. Yeah. But we also have stuff going on in other nations. And really today, we want to spend time and have you lead us through yeah. what is going on in places like Ukraine yeah. and how is God calling us to engage? Yeah, so let me, let me just give you two. Uh, I think for all of us, the question is, as believers, what are we supposed to do mm-hmm. on a daily basis and let right. alone when a crisis hits our life? Perfect. Well, you've got two big scriptures or actually at the end of every gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus mm-hmm. basically says this, Go and preach the gospel yes. to all peoples. Yes. So every one of the gospels, those are kind of his last words. Right. And his actual very last words, Acts 1.8, that are recorded in the scripture are, you're going to be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. So if anybody's listening and they're wondering, what's God's will for my life? There, hey. One of the things I know for <laughs> sure is that you're to be a witness uh-huh. of Jesus. Uh-huh. And of course, that witness means the proclamation of truth. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Salvation comes in Christ alone. And also the demonstration of our lives. And that's from the way that we do our work on a daily basis, to the way we do good deeds, to the way that we care for the naked and the poor and the hungry and those imprisoned. Mm -hmm. So these are very real deals. And you know, Jordan, my experience has been this, is that very rare, uh, um, excuse me, let me say it this way. When we do that, we're alive. Yeah, come on. And when we're not, Christianity gets boring, hmm. or we wonder where we're going, or we start navel gazing, or we get into some kind of swirl of sin or something else because we're not active right. in the way that God created us. Right. So if He created us to go bear fruit and multiply, He said, "I'm going to put power on you to go preach the gospel and to be my witness everywhere you go." That when we see that life worldview, mm-hmm. then the front page of the newspaper comes alive. Right. Because these are places to pray. Yes. They're places to go. Mm-hmm. They're things to do. Right. And it's not just for a few people, it's for everybody. That's great. Um, so back to you were just talking about Ukraine and everything that's going on. Well, uh, in 2000, I had a powerful experience. A uh, dear friend named Carol Davis, she's one of those yeah. sages right. in the faith. Right. And um, Carol said this she said, So many times we spend our lives praying for a breakthrough in the nations. So, oh God, move in the Middle East. Oh God, move in Haiti. Mm. Move in Afghanistan, whatever, North Korea. And then when God answers our prayers, like a nation opens or a tragedy happens, we're not ready to go. We're shocked that God actually answered the prayer Mm. because we're not preparing ahead of time for God to answer the prayer and for us to have personnel ready to go. Right. So as she was talking to us about that, we just said, Lord, we want to be ready to go mm. whenever crisis happens. Okay. So first one for us was 2001, uh, when Afghanistan, uh, uh, everything happened in Afghanistan, and we had mm. girls imprisoned and, and all that. And we began to just send teams to Pakistan 
And we immediately began to send teams to Afghanistan. And mm-hmm. we just said, all right, in the midst of the instability, there's a moment here right. in history. Let's go into the battle. Right. Probably the biggest one was the, the tsunami mm-hmm. uh, Christmas of 2004, which rolled into 2005. And because we actually had that mindset to run to the problem instead of just watch the problem, we had uh, two or three teams ready to go immediately. And we sent teams to Indonesia and to Sri Lanka. Mm -hmm. And eventually we would stay there then for several years investing in the country. But here's the point that I want everybody to hear. When we got to Sri Lanka, because the tsunami was such a big worldwide news deal, there were aid groups from secular uh, perspectives. Mm -hmm. There were aid groups from Christian perspectives who were Christian background, but didn't believe in sharing the gospel in the midst of the trauma. There were Muslim organizations. There were Buddhist organizations. Mm -hmm. So everybody wanted to do something good. So um, there was a reporter from the New York Times that was going around to different um, camps or places where groups were serving uh, people's needs. Mm-hmm. And for us, we had found a village where of about 800 people and half of them had died. Mm-hmm. So just you just try to imagine that. Right. So they lived right on the shore. The tsunami had come in. Half of their loved ones, friends, family, children had died. Half remain. Mm-hmm. The government had given us 29 acres to help rebuild this village. Mm-hmm. So we are there and we are, man, we're, we, we have temporary housing for them. We got food, we got clothing, we have uh, um, a per, uh, construction people coming in, counselors coming in, healthcare professionals coming in. We're doing all kinds of stuff. And there was this New York Times reporter and he uh, was asking me, you know, uh, why are you talking about Jesus when all these people need his help? And aren't they just, uh, aren't you tying your help to their message? If they respond to your message, you're going to give them help. help And if they don't, then isn't it a bit manipulative? And I said, well, David, here's the first thing. Uh, Jesus said to clothe the naked, feed the hungry, and care for the poor. Whether they're a Hindu, a Buddhist, a Muslim, Christian, whatever. We do that in the name of Jesus, regardless of how anybody responds, right? That's who we are as believers. So I said, that's who we're going to be no matter what. Mm -hmm. But we also believe in a God who provides not only love and forgiveness, but also eternal life. Right. And if another wave comes in while we are helping and caring for them mm-hmm. and they are swept out to sea, we believe that they will go to eternal hell without a God of love coming and rescue their right. soul. Right. So because we believe in eternity and because we believe that Jesus not only wants to help them for eternity, but wants to help them now, we're not being authentic or loving mm-hmm. unless we do both. Right. So what I, the way I described it in those days, uh, I said, you know, um, we want to share the gospel with the clarity of Billy Graham mm-hmm. and the compassion of Mother Teresa. Mm. And this is who we are. Mm. So, to, so to not be fully both is to not be authentic. Mm. Um, and he didn't like my answer, um, <laughs> but I said, David, the reason you don't like it is that we don't have the same worldview. Right. You, you're saying, well, that's, that's manipulative or hypocritical. And I'm saying that is 100% authentic. Right. I'm saying you are polarized. Your spiritual life is polarized from your mm-hmm. natural life. Mm-hmm. So here's, a, here's a, just another way to describe it. There was a, um, 
the, when we tried to get the 29 acres of land to resettle this village, uh, we went, the prime minister's brother was in charge of land distribution after the tsunami. Okay. Very Buddhist nation, yeah. strict Buddhist yeah. guy. And um, we went to him, and he's the one who gave us the land. Mm -hmm. He said, I've checked on you guys. You're doing great work, because we were. We were serving the people, caring for right. them. You do great work. We're going to trust you. We'll give you the land. All right. So that New York Times reporter takes his evaluation of all the little camps, and he puts us on the front page of the New York Times. Wow. And there's a picture of our guys helping kids and caring for them, and the caption says, is proselytization okay in the midst of tragedy? And then this front page article, they interview Christian-based organizations who don't believe in sharing the gospel sure. and as our antagonists sure. against us. Sure. And so it's right in that decision-making place where we've appealed for the 29 acres and we're waiting for the decision. Mm -hmm. The article comes yeah, out in the New York Times. So helpful. So... Uh, so I just just a little aside, when you get on the front page of the New York Times, do you know that people have opinions about you? <laughs> sure. Uh, thousands of people wrote in, and they started like at 2 a.m. Uh -huh. And I was thinking, who's sitting around at 2 a.m. waiting right. to pounce, right. you know, uh, especially in those days? <laughs> and, um, and one person said um, uh, about us sharing the gospel and providing aid, they said, you know, I, I'm a Christian, and Jesus wouldn't do that. Jesus wouldn't do that. I thought, Jesus wouldn't talk about himself or, or the way to eternal life. I don't think that's... My question was, have you read the Bible? That's the only one I wanted to return a comment right. to, right. but I didn't. All right, so... But we had people, you blank and blanks. I mean, it was vicious, wow. you know, kind of craziness to other Christians defending us. So back to the, back to the deal. So our guys go the next day to the prime minister because that article landed on the front page of the Sri Lankan Times. Oh, really? So the same article, they, they reprinted it, mm. and we thought, uh-oh, we're sunk. Yeah. And this is a Buddhist country. They just said we're doing all this stuff. So we go uh, to the uh, brother, and he says, uh, we said, hey, obviously you've seen the article. He said, yeah, yeah, I saw the article. And we said, well, what do you think, man? And he said... He said, I don't know what you guys in the West think, but he said, for us, our religion is totally tied to who we are. We, if you look in every business, we have incense burning and we have Buddha up in the corner. We believe that our God blesses business, families, and so, homes. So he was cool. And so he said, you're just being who you are. Wow. I already knew that. He said, I don't have a problem with it. Sounds like you guys, sound like you Christians got a problem with each other. That was his deal. And he gave us the 29 acres of land. So the Buddhist guy understood it, wow. that your religion is integrated mm. with your practice wow. and your life. Wow. And I thought, come on, everybody. If the Buddhist guy's <laughs> got it, surely we can get it here right. in the West. Right. Okay. So all that to say, um, when we have situations that happen in the world, we are always asking the question, Lord, do we go? Yes. And we have kind of two or three things that we do. Um, we have Acts of Mercy, which emerged out of our time in Sri Lanka mm -hmm. to pre-train medical personnel, counselors, right. and we call them MacGyvers, you know, people that can can live, help us live off of nothing in difficult situations, uh -huh. and law enforcement and other people like that who mm -hmm. pre-train, and then we can send them. So we have our third team leaving tomorrow, mm -hmm. and we've got 
three more teams planned already. And we will be, you can go to our Acts of Mercy Instagram. You can go to Acts of Mercy website. Mm -hmm. um, and you can find out what we're doing and how we're engaging uh, folks in uh, Ukraine crisis. Another one is Unbound. And you can go to unboundnow.org or mm -hmm. you can go to the Unbound um now Instagram, and that's our anti-trafficking organization. So the the biggest concern right now in Ukraine is 90%, and I may be off on the technical of technicality of that, but the majority of people are women, children, and, and the elderly. They're fleeing. And so what's the big deal is, is trafficking is going on like crazy. Mm. So the traffickers are as aggressively going to it as the do-gooders are to try to take care of food and clothing. Wow. They're trying to lure right. uh, young women and children away right. to exploit them for the rest of their lives. Right. So there's nothing more evil to me right. in the world than that. Sure. People in crisis exploiting them to yeah, use them. Yeah. And um, so we have a team right now on the ground with our Unbound mm. as well that are passing out little cards that give you here are three things. Watch for traffickers. Here's three things to look for. And then here's a hotline number. And we have people uh, that are already fielding calls for hotline communications wow. to help guide and direct them wow. to the personnel and help. Wow. So um, what we've learned by responding to world crisis is, yes, be clear about preaching the gospel, praying for the sick, and um, contending for their souls and their bodies. And then obviously we're doing food, clothing, counseling, and we're doing anti-trafficking um, education. Mm -hmm. um, even, uh, I believe next week, we'll take some of our law enforcement here locally because they need to train law enforcement there as well. Wow. So there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And if people are listening that want to donate or be involved, what I can say, if you donate to these things, I guarantee you we are doing the work that you want people to do, right? Right. We're doing the two hands of the gospel, mm -hmm. food, clothing, counseling, care, and education mm -hmm. and rescue mm -hmm. with gospel clarity of salvation message, praying for the sick and caring for the needs of the heart. Right. So if you're a person, if one of our listeners, some are saying, God, I just feel there, there's so much, you know, stuff going on. Some, you know, how, how could I... They could go to Instagram. They could go to one of these websites, Acts of Mercy, Unbound, yep, right. and they could they could find ways to be involved, either yep. boots on the ground, yep. or I would like to be doing this, but since I can't, yep. I can be involved in my yep. apartment, in my house, yep. by praying. Yep. Or I can get, I can give, yeah. and that way I'm engaging and running to the battle, like you're yeah. uh, telling. It, us. Pray, give, and go, right? It's, it's kind of those phrases that we use. But here's here's my appeal to everybody: when you do nothing, you harden your heart. Mm. So if you just watch information, mm -hmm. it becomes a distant thing that eventually hardens you from human suffering, right? But if you do something mm. about it. Um, then what it does is activates who you are. So right. um, it, 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 you know that scripture, where your treasure is, there your heart is. Mm. And um, um, sometimes we have people that say, hey, I can just pay for myself to go. It's no big deal. And I'm saying at least appeal to people to pray for you and mm. give something. Mm. Because if they'll give something, then they'll pray for it. Sure. I mean, I'm sad to say. But if we don't give something, mm -hmm. then we usually don't pray for something. Right. 
or we just do general bless them prayers. Sure. But if we give something, we keep up with what's going on. Again, yeah. So so my deal with everything, especially Ukraine, is give something, do pray, mm-hmm. and give at the very least if you never go, mm-hmm. but keep up with the stories of what God's doing. Right. And again, I, we've talked about our Unbound Now. We've talked about Acts of Mercy. And of course, you can go to our Antioch church websites and, and find out what everybody's doing. But... It doesn't matter what organization you get. Like Samaritan's Purse, great people, and World Vision. There's so many great people doing good stuff. Right. But get engaged in what's going on and do something. Right. And maybe my appeal would be also to parents. Your kids need to see you doing something, mm. not just watching the news and saying, oh, isn't it terrible over in the Ukraine? Right. Oh, that's so terrible. We're going to protect our kids. So that never happens to us. Sure. Uh, that's not Christian. Uh-huh. We don't throw up our hands. Mm-hmm. We lean in. Mm. Amen. So, you know, lean, uh, we're, we're going we're to lean in in these days. Anything else you want to say? Um, you know, we talked about that, that whole faith without works. Yeah, deal. Being dead. Anything you want to say that as we... Yeah. So let me, let me kind of also just help everybody here. Uh, you know, so many times people want to know the future. They want to know... Uh, what do I believe about the end times, what do I believe about the book of Revelation, book mm. of Daniel, etc. And of course, we all have thoughts and opinions on that, and we, we could talk about that. Or I could talk to you about Matthew 24. And Matthew 24 says, in the last days, there'll be wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, famines, and destruction mm-hmm. everywhere you go. And many people's love will grow cold yes. because of fear. Mm. Uh, you know, what do I do with all this tragedy? What do I do with all this chaos? And if you don't lean into Jesus and mm-hmm. lean into being a compassionate part of the answer, you will grow hard and mm. you will grow fearful. Mm. And then Jesus says at the end of that run about all these crazy things going on in the world, he says, and this gospel shall be preached as a testimony to all the world, mm-hmm. to all the nations, mm-hmm. and then the end will come. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about the end times, every time there's chaos, it's the end time for somebody. Mm. Great word. It is always the end times mm. for somebody suffering. And right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm moved with compassion with that thought. I'm like, mm. it is somebody's end time. Right. All the time. And God's called us to be present Mm. to alleviate suffering. Mm -hmm. And it is two hands. It is the gospel Mm -hmm. for their salvation. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, their need being met in the name of Jesus. And this is how the end ultimately comes. Mm. Because um, these crises provide opportunities in nations and places for people that they would, they would never hear the Otherwise, gospel before. Right, right. So let me end with one story that uh, our actual, actual Mercy guys on the ground just shared this morning. Uh, they're, they're, they're helping out with food, clothing, clothing and counseling, trauma counseling center. And um, um, a few days earlier, they had been inside the Ukraine, about 12 miles inside Ukraine. Okay. This was, I believe was last week. They were inside the Ukraine and there was an older gentleman and they were trying to help him and, and, um, you know, he, they began to talk to him about Jesus and he got tears in his eyes and, and basically said, I don't understand, you know, what, what, what is it, uh, you know, basically, how do you know Jesus? And as they, they talked him through the gospel, they prayed with him, mm. he received the Lord, it was a powerful moment. They were all deeply touched, he was deeply touched, and they said, 
wow, you know, just such a beautiful moment. Wow. Well, that was 12 miles in, okay. and then they went back over to the border in the next few days. Well, I don't know if you keep up with all the news, but there was a rocket attack in that exact place where that man is living and where he was. Now, they don't know whether he was killed or not in that rocket attack, but I guarantee you they have uh, no regret having been present mm. to share eternal life right. with someone who this might be their last day. Right. And you know what? We just never know. Right. And because we believe in the gospel mm -hmm. and we believe that it's not a God who doesn't care, it's a people that don't distribute. Wow. Like we are called to distribute the gospel. Mm -hmm. We're called to distribute the love of God, the grace of God, both in the natural things that people need to mm -hmm. be cared for and mm -hmm. loved and in the spiritual things that are a essential have-tos by sharing the gospel. Right. So if you hear anything today, I, I, I would pray they would activate everybody to pray, give, and go mm -hmm. in this current Ukraine situation. Mm -hmm. But I will just a bit of, uh, this does not take a lot of uh, uh, prophetic insight to say this, but this won't be the last war. Mm -hmm. This won't be the last crisis. What we see in the brokenness of man right now is only going to increase. Mm -hmm. So don't let that make you fearful, right. but let that make you full of faith right. that you have something to give that's mm -hmm. eternal right. forever, not just something to protect. Amen. Protecting our lives in this hour will get you nowhere. Mm -hmm. Giving your life in this hour mm -hmm. will allow you eternal reward right. and the richness of living a full life today. Amen. So Lord, help us. Uh, help us. We just pray that. Yes. We, we pray that you would make as a people even mm. more so of distribution. Yeah. You have distributed freely, broadly, yes, <laughs> so Jesus. generously. Yes. Uh, Lord, make us, uh, make us just like you yeah. and just turn around and do likewise. Yeah. Um, give us ears to hear uh, and a heart that responds yes, uh, in these days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.